Hello, my friends. Welcome to Word Made Digital. I'm your host, Joanna LaFleur. This is season eight, episode three. Today, we are talking to my friend, Nick Parker, and we're going to be talking all about digital ministry in the African context. I think this conversation is going to encourage you if you've been feeling kind of down about what's going on in maybe some North American church context these days. So thank you so much to our sponsors for making this possible. For Compassion Canada, who's back again, amazing people doing justice work around the world, including in Africa. And also Scripture Untangled. This is a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society. And we would love for you to check out those sponsors. We're going to share more about that in a few minutes. But check out our YouTube YouTube channel for the back catalog of podcast episodes. We've got all kinds of guests that you probably have been listening to and reading about and following online, but you maybe don't realize we have a podcast episode with that person. So after seven or eight seasons now, we have a ton of conversations. We don't want you to miss them. You can find them on our YouTube channel as well. It's just a ton of tutorials. We are releasing more and more this spring, summer. So if you want to get help in church communications and digital content, reach, evangelism, discipleship, websites, social media, live streaming, podcasting, how to film yourself at home, all that kind of stuff, we've got tutorials for you. They're free advice for you, for your team. We want to offer as much as we can of our experience as as freely as possible. And so we would love for you to check those out. All right. Nick Parker, who we're talking to today, he is the African Partnerships Manager of CV Global, that is Christian Vision Global, and he oversees digital ministry in the African context. And so uh, CV Global is all about introducing people to Jesus. They mobilize Christians for evangelism and they want to resource the church. But what Nick has been doing specifically is in the African context. He came from a PR background. He spent a number of years working in production and events before joining CV's community department in 2013. So he served originally as a within the communities and now he's the community manager. And so beginning this year, he is the head of African partnerships. He lives in Cape Town, South Africa. He's married to his wife for a eight years. He's got a son together named Caden, and he's passionate about Jesus, people, music, fitness, and coffee. So enjoy this conversation with Nick Parker. Welcome to the Word Made Digital podcast with Joanna LaFleur. Word Made Digital brings you interviews with Christian creatives and communicators to inspire, challenge, and equip you in your own work. The church has the best news in the world, so we want to help you be the best communicators in the world. Here we go. Nick Parker, welcome to the Word Made Digital podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey. Thank you so much for having me. Hello from uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Beautiful Cape Town, South Africa. You are in That's it. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> oh, there we go. Amazing, amazing. Thank oh, you so much I'm for having so me. I'm so glad to have you because uh, I, well, the reason I'm having you is because I, I heard, we got a chance to talk, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago. We were introduced through our South African friend, Steve Mulder, who lives in Canada and works yep. in, you know, doing awesome ministry stuff himself. And um, uh, you're doing digital ministry in the sort of, uh, well, a global context, but particularly in an African context. And so I'm like, I got to hear what this guy's up to and what this ministry (laughs) is. But before we go there, please, you know, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Like give us a bit of context for who you are. (laughs) I'd love that. I'd love that. I'd love that. So as you said, Nick Parker, 
born and raised in South Africa. I actually born in Johannesburg. Uh, grew up in Cape Town, though. Um, yeah, one sister married. Been married since 2013. I have a son, Caden, and um, yeah, I work for a ministry called Christian Vision, more commonly known as CV, and I'm um, the African Partnerships Manager. So Sub-Saharan Africa uh, Partnerships Manager. Yeah, been here since 2013 working uh, in ministry. And as you said, yeah, what we do is primarily in the online digital space. Uh, again, not just in across the African continent, but globally. Right. And um, yeah, keen to share a little bit more and chat. And um, yeah. yeah. Can- so, okay, you got it. I mean, we, let's just start. What is CV Global? So I don't know if people, I'm going to link in the show notes. People got to go to cvglobal.co and check this out. But (laughs) if they haven't heard of it, I had never heard of you guys until we were introduced. And so I feel like that's really a shame because it's a pretty massive thing Mm. that you're up to. And so, um, you know, what is it? Let's start there. You know, I want to know where it's how where it started. You told me the story of your funding. That's a really fascinating thing. I'd love to hear about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. I think one of the funniest things is we we often refer to CV as like you know the biggest kept secret, and um, I think a, a big part of that is because, like as you said, of our funding model. So, CV has been around since 1988. We were fun, um, founded by Lord Bob Edmiston. Um, Lord, as in he was a, a Lord in the House of Lords in the UK. And um, yeah, uh, Bob was an ex- extremely successful businessman in the kind of motor vehicle industry and then subsequently in uh, in property. Uh, but he'd always had a heart for the gospel. He'd always, in fact, growing up, he'd wanted to be a missionary in Africa. He'd spent some time in Africa himself. Um, so yeah, in, in 1988, he invested a, a large sum of his own personal wealth and put it down as a as an endowment um, and to fund the ministry. And um, so we often say he's not just our, our, our founder, he's also our funder. So he single-handedly <laughs> wow. funds wow. the ministry. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story. It really is an amazing story. And um, yeah, and, and what it really does is it frees us up then to, to not have to do fundraising. Um, so we're a, we're a registered charity, registered in the UK in Birmingham. Um, but yeah, we, we don't have to do fundraising. So our, our salaries are, are paid every single month. Um, and, I, and I think what the idea was really like, hey, you know, you don't have to worry. But I think when it comes to, to ministry and missions, often uh, your time is divided between two things. And that's your actual ministry work and then fundraising. So he's basically said, listen, don't worry about the funding thing. Just focus wow. on the ministry. That's so true. So, yeah, we've been around I mean, since. So many uh, people who I think yeah. of who are so gifted in ministry, but when you have to spend a lot of time fundraising, that may not be your skill set at all. Uh, and so it can be yeah. the thing that ends yeah, up having so to hard. leave the work because you can't fund the work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, completely, completely. So we're, I mean, we often joke, you know, in the ministry, it's it's, it's kind of like both a, a blessing and a curse because sometimes I think, you know, as blessed as you are to have this, you know, funding and your salary is kind of guaranteed, you're also like, okay, well, you know, now we have to show results and actually do the work. So <laughs> there's obviously an emphasis on, you know, uh, Kind of you know being focused and being missional, yeah. But I mean, so CV's been around since since '88, and um, you know, primarily when the ministry was was started, we we focused on um, kind of small missional projects. So working alongside other ministries in in uh, in running uh, missions projects on the ground. We also worked with a, a couple of orphanages and Bible schools, um, and then subsequently actually moved into. So Bob often talks about you know he was supporting missionaries. And he has a story about how he was very inspired by Ronald Bonke. You know, Ronald Bonke offers often talking about a million, you know, a million people for Jesus. 
and uh, Bob, you know, often talks. He's a numbers guy, and um, you know, that's his background. And he's he's kind of said to to God, like, "Well, what's my thing?" And you know, the Lord said, "A billion." And he was like, "A billion, like a billion people. That's wow. insane." And he's and he said, he, you know, he looked he looked at how to do that, and um, being able to achieve that with with funding missionaries on the ground would have cost a lot of money. Um, so you know, he 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 decided to to move in this direction of mass media evangelism. So for a long time, CV actually worked primarily as a, as a radio station. So we had, I think at one stage, we had the largest uh, shortwave radio footprint in the world. Um, so we, yeah, we had these shortwave radio stations all around the world that we were broadcasting uh, kind of Christian And would content. this have been, um, so sorry th- to interrupt, the, the shortwave radio, yeah. would this have been into no, um, like places that, uh, like I'm thinking of like, um, maybe a Muslim country or was it into places that didn't have, uh, access That's to Christian really interesting, content? Good question. Mm. Well, I think primarily it's a hard one. There's, and I'll, I'll explain why now. So I think the idea was to try and get Christian content as far and wide as it could possibly go. So, you know, for example, in Chile, we we took over the shortwave station of, of the previous dictator uh, and had like the largest footprint within Latin America, you know. So we were broadcasting content in Spanish across Latin America and then, you know, from Germany across East and West Europe. And then uh, in Darwin and in, in Australia, we were broadcasting up into kind of like the Asia Pacific region. Uh, so I think the idea was to kind of go as far and wide as we possibly could. It wasn't necessarily, you know, specific, like only in this country. Um, but, you know, as kind of shortwave started getting phased out, you know, we started moving into a very, you know, FM focus. But then the problem with FM uh, is, as you would know, you you need to have a frequency. So there's kind of government involvement then, you know, so if we were wanting to work in a country that maybe, for example, was a predominantly Muslim uh, back country that maybe followed Sharia law. You know, to ask them for a frequency to broadcast Christian content wouldn't be very easy. Um, and then at the same time, also just maintaining radio stations and running radio on a global scale is, is expensive business, you know. And I assume that and, includes, um, you so know, that's I'm not actually, a radio expert, but you would have to maintain the towers, I imagine, too? Yeah, there's, and there's, it's so funny. I was chatting to one of the guys in our team recently and he was saying, you know, like even little things that you wouldn't think about, like the cost of electricity, you know, to run a radio station and your staff, you know, the kind of number of people you need for a radio station is also really high. You know, you need production people, you need actual presenters, you know, post-production, pre-production, technical team. Um, So I think in terms of what we were doing, you know, as kind of technology was advancing and, you know, more people were switching from shortwave to FM and as digital was really starting to, kind of ramp up but you know I'd, I'd say about 10 years ago the decision was really made to like okay well we're going to start slowly moving away from from radio and be primary focused on 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 the digital side of things you know leveraging social platforms to to tell people about jesus and again the reason for that was primarily because radio is expensive and like to get a frequency right. is, is yeah. really tough um yeah so i mean if you had to grab in 2022, if you had to grab a CV staff member at one of our offices and say, like, what do you do? Like, you know, the most people would say we, we do digital evangelism. So we look at how we can leverage technology and social platforms to to introduce people to Jesus. Digital evangelism, in some ways, it's become like, in my world, it's become a big question. People are always talking to me about how do we do digital evangelism? How do we reach people on the yeah. internet? Um 
uh, again, like with CV, um, what are some of the maybe the the maybe the big buckets of of what's happening with mm. that? Is it chat rooms or videos or you know? And then I want to maybe get into some of the some of the campaigns or some yeah, of the stuff you yeah, found that to. works. <laughs> yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah, definitely. So I think you know I think. Th- when we talk about a campaign, generally what we're speaking about is is short format video content on a social channel uh, that we've then used really specific targeted marketing behind to get it in front of as many non-Christians as possible. So, you know, anything between 30 seconds and two minutes. Uh, we've also looked at stuff like SEO optimization as well. You know, so if people are typing, you know, what is the meaning of life or, you know, then our ads would pop up. Um but we used to do that in quite a ambiguous way for quite a long time. I think, you know, we we would just take English content and blast it across, specifically in Africa, we'd blast it across the continent. You know, we'd have really good engagement. You know, there'd be lots of likes and and views and all the kind of cool stuff. Uh, but what we really found is that ultimately it wasn't necessarily as missional. Um, so, you know, our mission is to introduce people to Jesus and encourage them to become his true followers. It's literally our mission statement, you know, and, and what we were finding is that a lot of the content was being, there was the engagement we were getting was actually from Christians just, and we'd call it like a Christian high five. People would just be like, hey man, this oh, is amazing. Right. Um, so in terms of, in terms of being missional, you know, we weren't quite hitting the target on that. Um, so about two years ago, uh, our board of directors and trustees got together and, and really outlined this new five-year plan that we're now all working towards, which kind of really um, focuses on three objectives. So the first of those objectives is uh, evangelism primarily to unreached people groups. Uh, the second one is look at how we can help Christians to share their faith in the online space, so basically mobilization. And then the third one is looking at how we can resource the local church with our free digital resources and knowledge to say like, hey, as a local church, this is how you could also be doing digital evangelism. And um, yeah, I think one of the things that's been really interesting is that although we've seen this this switch through COVID mostly to kind of like a hybrid church, kind of like a digital adoption, what we haven't seen is like the adoption of digital evangelism. Um, it's it's kind right. of churches have just taken what they've done on a Sunday and just try to yeah. replicate it's, that. It's, so as just, you said, it's, it's become more broad. broad yeah, it's cost. the classic. My experience is it's a lot of the the preaching to the choir, like quite literally, you're you're yeah. reaching people who yeah. already agree with you. Yeah. And it's, it's been really interesting because, yeah, as I said, most churches have just been kind of doing the broadcast model, you know, just taking their Sunday services and putting it online. And um, yeah, instead of actually seeing the online space as being a place where fundamentally community happens, where people want to engage and they want to have back and forth and they want there to be some form of, you know, relationship. Um, and one we, what something that we've been trying to do is really show churches that like, listen, you know, you can really reach people literally who live next door to your church without even having to go and knock on the front door just by taking, you know, a short piece of short format content and running a little Facebook ad uh, and introducing them to Jesus instead of just running ads to invite people to church. You know, we can kind of be the church in God and reach people. So it's been an interesting two years. Um, but yeah, just coming back again. So, so where we are as a ministry right now is kind of with those three objectives, you know, looking at Again, how do we reach unreached people groups specifically? How can we help Christians share their faith online? And then, yeah, how can we help the local church to just get better at, you know, using social media for evangelism specifically, not for like brand building or um, like church yeah, growth? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Well, and I'm curious about when you're talking about targeting the or making that shift to target or trying to more 
accurately target? Because you were always trying to target, but how to more accurately, yeah. what are some of the things that have, have mm. been those shifts? I think people would love to hear, like for, um, for example, I've heard the, the thing here about a church that would be like, if you're running, um, like if you have a, a group for people struggling with uh, marriage issues, then like you would want targeted ads on if people are looking for a divorce lawyer, then you would want your mm. ads for your marriage support group um, tagged to what people are actually searching for. And so I'm curious yeah. what is sort of some of yeah. the, if you have any examples of what it looks like. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I would say um, our most successful campaign that we've run, specifically in this region, is actually called Middle of the Night. I mean, original name. But um, all we did was we literally ran a video from 12 at night till 3 in the morning. Uh, and it's literally just someone speaking to Cameron saying, hey, I don't know why you're up right now. I don't know what's happening in your life, but I just want you to know that Jesus loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. And we would love to tell you more about him and like, and um, that's been our best piece. And, and I wow. think what that highlights so again simple. is that there's a couple of things there. It, well, that's it. It's it. And it's just about being genuine. You know, someone just talking to Cameron saying, hey, you know, I don't know why you're up right now, but I just want you to know that no matter what, you are loved. And like, if you want, we'd love to chat to you. Um, you know, so I think sometimes we overthink it. Uh, I think you touched on something that I think sometimes can be a little bit of a gray area. I think sometimes we try and focus too much on felt needs, you know, like, you know, it, it does come a, a little bit of like, we're, you know, we're leveraging someone's despair sometimes, you know, we don't want to ever go like, Hey, like a manipulation, go and get the, get the, get the depressed people, you know, cause it's an easy win. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I genuinely think it's a slippery slope sometimes. I mean, some people might not agree with me on that one. Um, so I think the biggest thing for us is just communicating, you know, uh, the metric that we use internally is an introduction to Jesus. Like how many people have we introduced to Jesus? So the idea is really just communicating an aspect of who Jesus is. You know, we're trying to put the gospel out there uh, and get Jesus in front of as many people and then engage with, uh, with them around, you know, questions they might have negative or positive, um, and take those individuals on a journey. I think we also understand that, you know, when you're doing digital evangelism, it's just, you're just a, a link in the chain, you know, it's, you know, you might meet someone on the beginning of their journey towards their, like, you know, the end of their journey being, you know, closer to salvation. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to create engagement and create conversation with people. One caveat I do want to just add is when we're talking about unreached people group, I think um, th something that's changed a lot for us there is really looking at, you know, studying, like l being very data-driven. So looking at like, you know, an unreached people group, uh, an example would be, you know, in the north of Nigeria, you've got the Hausa people, which is a mostly Muslim background believing, completely different way of life compared to the south of the country. Um, you know, looking at like, okay, they speak Hausa, you know, what's their culture like? You know, what are their perceptions of Jesus? Right. And then working right. with local partners to produce content that would speak to them. And then also working with churches on the ground so that as individuals engage with these campaigns that we're running, that we actually have local uh, churches and missionaries who could then disciple them and walk a journey with them. Because I think that's another aspect to it. I think it's very easy to run a campaign online and get really good numbers. You know, you can put it in a presentation and everyone would clap hands like, you know, a million people saw this video. But, you know, we're also looking at, you know, how do you turn those views into like, conversations and then actual real world change um so yeah my one my one bit of advice is don't always get caught up in the in the numbers uh, specifically on reach and uh video views because those are not necessarily indications of 
genuine transformation. No, I love that. Well, I think, um, yeah, it's true. Somebody who's thinking about getting into, you know, thinking about, I want to post more on social. I want to tell, I, I feel convicted mm. to do evangelism on the internet, but like my video only got a hundred views. And so it can feel like you yeah, deflate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a great mm. encouragement that you're talking about. You don't know who those hundred people were. It's less about, did you have any views you got? Ah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, I think the, there's also a difference between how we generally use like social media, like, uh, and like being intentional around evangelism. And I think that's one of the things where the local churches also kind of find itself a little bit in between. It's like, as a church, we're just so used to like, you know, communication strategies and like come to church on Sunday. Don't forget life group on Thursday. It's very broadcast, very informational, very uh, brand awareness. It's not necessarily taking, you know, a, a piece of content and then running targeted campaigns across your Facebook page in your community saying, and just telling them about Jesus. Uh, you know, I think there's, there's still a disconnect there. And um, again, as I said, you know, as a ministry, part of what we do isn't just doing the evangelism side. We also want to help churches to do it, you know. So, you know, if there's anyone listening to this and they're wanting to know more about digital evangelism or how they could do it, you know, we would absolutely love to help. And, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning, CV is in a very fortunate position in that we are a funded ministry. So everything we do is 100% free. You know, there's never going to be a, there's no agenda with us. You know, we're never going to send you a a bill at the end of the day to ask you, you know, ask for a donation. You know, we, we genuinely just want to reach people with G, uh, with the gospel and, um, and uh, help the local church. You know, so. Pausing this conversation with Nick Parker to talk to you about our partners at Compassion Canada. Amazing people doing amazing work all around the world and also, of course, in the African context. So if you're feeling compelled today to get involved in what's going on in evangelism and discipleship in the African context, check out Compassion for their work. You can help advocate on behalf of families and children living in extreme poverty, and you can make a huge difference in their lives. So why don't you go to Compassion.ca to get inspired, to check out ways you can get involved. And I love the way so many of you have already become involved. It's amazing to hear those stories. But if you want to get involved more in the African context, specifically coming out of this episode, Compassion.ca is a way that you can do so. American audience. There are people from other, but you know, we're broadly an mm. English speaking podcast. So English speaking countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and so there's been in our context and maybe in yours as well, but in our context, fresh in our minds is there's just a lot of disappointments, scandals. There's been this, you know, this mm. word deconstruction has been very popular. Yeah, maybe that's the yeah. same where you are, but um you know, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today, you know, I'm just back from from an African, my first time in the continent of Africa myself, Kenya and Tanzania. Amazing, amazing, um, amazing. And one of the things that that trip did for me was remind me how God is working all around the world. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and the church, like, even when I feel so discouraged by this mess of the church stuff, also like Christians are doing amazing work. People are meeting Jesus. Yeah. Lives are being changed. People are finding hope. Yeah. Um, 
So Nick, I would love for you to give us, can you encourage us today? I know that not everything is perfect. Yeah. I'm not trying to, to, you know, yeah. do that. But I think one of the things my hope was in our conversation was if you could just like, do you have a store, a couple stories or illustrations you give of like, oh, yeah, whether definitely. like some digital or maybe you have individuals that you use, you know, tell us a story about particular mm. people who've been impacted by what you guys are doing or churches that you're working yeah. with that you've seen really get it. I, I, I'm saying it as broad yeah. as possible, but I would love for you to encourage yeah, us. Awesome. Like what's going on in your continent um, that would, would just really remind us that, yeah, God's still doing good stuff all over the world. Yeah. 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 Completely, completely. I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there is a little bit of kind of like a, a Western view of Christianity and there's a lot that's happening in the West at the moment. And I think in some ways it kind of does bleed through to what we're doing uh, in the continent. But I think on the opposite side of that, you know, the gospel is active, you know, the Lord is doing work across the continent. You know, I, in Kenya um, where you've just come from, you know, they, a lot of churches will have once and once a month, like all night worship evenings or all night prayer evenings. Um, you know, there's phenomenal moves of the spirit. I mean, we I was out in um, in uh, Kinshasa in the Congo like not too long ago, and, and and going to a place where you know a local church where they don't have walls, it's just a a roof, but guys are in there praying and they're praying for their community and they're running food programs and they're running sport programs and they're giving extra lessons to kids, and um, yeah, I think it's a it's a it's kind of like the the great reminder of kind of like Acts one, like the church just being the church, and you you see that across the continent, specifically in a continent with such high unemployment uh, and poverty, and a continent that's still riddled with corruption. I think in many cases the church has really, at a very local level, has really kind of stepped up and 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 is being the church, is making a difference, and it's extremely refreshing. I think sometimes, yeah, even in Cape Town, you know, if you've been to Cape Town, you'd know that we're very more kind of like West focus, we're way more European. Um, but when you travel to, you know, places like, uh, you know, I was just in South Sudan again, just to seeing, speaking to guys that have come out of war who have lost family members to the war there, but they're still just filled with joy and they just love Jesus and they want people to know Jesus. And um, it's extremely encouraging. But on the digital side as well, I think there's also this misconception, you know, like Africa's the, the dark continent. Uh, when in fact, you know, we have some of the, the fastest mobile connections. Uh, data prices are dropping all the time. You know, if you look at the data, there's more mobile phones, more smartphones in Africa than there are people. Um, you know, digital money uh, is, is massive. Uh, here as well. So there is a massive adoption in terms of digital and online. And, and what you're finding is, you know, there's even these amazing tech hubs that are coming out, you know, in Kenya and in uh, Ethiopia, amazing tech hubs of like innovation and AI and a bunch of cool stuff. But even the church adopting it. I mean, we work with a church uh, called Nairobi Chapel in Kenya. And um, so one thing I forgot to mention is that what we do, and I know there's other organizations that do this as well, but as I said to you, we don't just want to kind of put the message of, you know, run a campaign and leave it out there. You know, our objective is to connect people back to local churches. So we actually have a, a platform called CV Outreach where the whole idea is that as someone engages with a piece of content that we're running, um, you know, if they respond, whether that's through a, 
Facebook message or a WhatsApp message or an email, you know, we automatically route that response to the closest church partner to that individual. Um, and what we're seeing, you know, in Kenya, we have this, this partner in Nairobi Chapel who every month they're getting like 100, 200 messages from people in their community saying, you know, I want to know Jesus. I want to know more. How can I get plugged in? You know, and so we get like a, a, a monthly report from them. In fact, I looked at one today and, you know, uh, of about a hundred messages, like 25 of them were, were genuine people like, I want to give my life to Jesus, you know? So I think it really does prove that, you know, the idea of digital evangelism, this ethereal thing, you know, when, you, you know, you, we're not talking to like, you know, some like weird androids on the online, you're talking to real people who have real problems who, you know, who really want to know more about Jesus, you know? So yeah, the, the, a lot's happening in the continent and it's, it's amazing. It's, it's truly amazing from a local level all the way to kind of like a national governmental level. Um, yeah. Well, and it's interesting as, as I'm reflecting on it, you're talking about that there's some of the challenges is many languages, uh, many cultures wow, and views. Yeah. Um, and yet you're able to uh, kind of consider and target uh, what are maybe the language, like the certain language or cultural groups mm. um, with what's going to actually connect with them. Um, yeah. It, and it's, it's really not easy. <laughs> in fact, I mean, like I was saying, you know, like we've in this office, a, a large portion of our time goes to like just looking at data and reading up, but also just working with local partners, you know, saying like we have the digital know-how, we can run campaigns, but we don't know, we, you know, we don't speak Somali or Hausa, you know, um, you know, so we have rely on partners on the ground to help us with that. And, but I think that's what also makes this continent so beautiful. You have this phenomenally diverse group of traditions and cultures and beliefs and, and, um, and languages, you know, and it's about, you know, working with those individuals, you know, to try and to try and make a difference. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it is tough. It is like, for instance, you know, one of the languages we're working uh, in is called Fufulde, which is spoken by the Fulani people, which is a nomadic people and kind of the west of the continent and kind of in different regions, they all speak different dialects. So we're working on like, okay, well, we're going to run a campaign in Fufulde that's like focusing on Nigeria and has to be in this dialect. But then if we want to run it in like, you know, other areas, it has to be in a different dialect. So there's a lot of challenges. Well, and then the cost um, associated, the same time right? I'm, th I'm hearing not just the challenge, but the logistical cost of, of specializing in that way. It's amazing the kind of funding yeah. model you have to make that possible because so many wouldn't have it. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's not just a, it's not just a, like a logistical issue. It's just a, it's also like just a people issue, you know, finding Christians in those countries that are willing to do translation. I mean, I could tell you tons of funny stories where we like had to use a translation service and then we find out that we're actually asking a Muslim to like translate something for us into another <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah. And it's like telling people about Jesus and, you know, so there's tons of that, there's tons of learning. And, but I would also say like for us as a ministry, you know, we, we I think we're humble enough to also just say, you know, we, you know, people can throw around the term experts or whatever, you know, we're just in a, we're always learning, you know, we're always figuring things out and there's always new ways to do stuff, you know? So, you know, that's just part of the process, especially when you're working with people groups, you know, example for full day as a language, there isn't even necessarily like an agreed upon, you know, written online wow. version, okay. you know? So even radio stations who broadcast in the language will dabble in different dialects because it isn't almost like a formalized, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a version. So Complex. yeah, it makes life interesting, yeah. but, um, 
at the same time, it's extremely and, rewarding. Um, really practically, you're, it sounds like you're a lot of this is talking about like ad campaigns, but what are some of the platforms that you're targeting? Like maybe you're on, maybe everything everywhere, but you know, are you leverage? Is it YouTube yeah. or Facebook or I'd love to talk about WhatsApp too, because in North America, mm. WhatsApp is not used as much. And I think people yeah. will yeah. in the future use it more. And so I'd love I'd love mm. to learn. Maybe that's a separate question, but I'd love to talk about WhatsApp. But what, <laughs> what, um, yeah, what are the platforms that you're doing these um, outreaches on? Yeah, I, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think the the knee jerk reaction would be to say we use everything. Um, I think what we do is we look at the landscape um, of platforms available, and then we also look at where the highest user numbers are. So an example would be specifically across the African continent, Facebook is still by far the biggest platform. Uh, and there's a couple of contributing factors to that. Like number one, you know, there's a version of like Facebook or, you know, Facebook Lite where it doesn't use as much data. So if you're in a country where data is expensive, you know, you would use that. And then there's a couple of uh, countries as well where they've zero rated Facebook. So, you know, after a certain time of the day, Facebook's free. So it just becomes, uh, you know, the go-to platform. So way bigger than like an Instagram or a Twitter or a TikTok, although I would imagine that TikTok's growing as well. So for us um, here in Cape Town, working up into sub-Saharan Africa, the primary focus would be, uh, would be Facebook right now. Also looking at optimizing YouTube as well. But again, in like other parts of the world and other offices, they would be looking at different platforms and, and um, you know, optimizing for those platforms as well. So, you know, square video, 16 by 9 video, uh, we kind of, we try it all. Uh, one thing I will also say, which you might find quite interesting, is that in, um, in Africa as well, you know, for some people, Facebook is the internet. So, you know, we would talk about, hey, just Google something, you know, or like, hey, I'm just going to go and you know, visit the website of this, this and that, you know, what we found is that in a lot of places, like people actually use Facebook for search, like Whoa, the search wow. bar on, on Facebook is their search bar. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of, it is the internet to a lot of people. It's the ecosystem that they know. Um, so yeah, we still find it, uh, the best in terms of reach and um, and because we're running campaigns in countries where there isn't a lot of kind of like digital activity in the in the marketing and advertising space you know our cost is quite low you know if you want to talk cost per click or you know whatever you want to whatever terminology you want to use so you know for us it's not actually that expensive to run campaigns um, I think another thing to mention is we also try and do this at scale. So I mentioned earlier, you know, like our, one of our KPIs is an introduction to Jesus. Now, what that is, is it just means that someone's watched one of our videos to about 90, 95% of the video. And the idea is that by that point, uh, we would have introduced, a, you know, an aspect of who Jesus is. You know, we would have communicated who Jesus is. Um, so as a ministry, currently our target is to do a million IT, ITJs or introductions to Jesus a day. Um, a million so, yeah, a, a million day. That's amazing. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah, through just optimization of campaigns, and again, that's that's in unreached people groups. So that's not kind of we're not talking, you know, running big campaigns across South Africa or Kenya. We're talking about like Somalia, North Nigeria, Mali, Chad, those types of places. But then also, you know, big parts of Indonesia and Philippines and stuff as well. Uh, and then obviously the Middle East is also a bit crazy. So just to kind of give you an idea of like we we work at scale as well. And I think that's one of the things that the online space does allow for is it allows you to really scale up your work. 
you know, so we'll do a lot of testing, a lot of optimization, and then we'll scale that um, up. Uh, but again, that's just, again, uh, looking on the evangelism side of what we do, you know, not kind of on the resource. But yeah, Facebook is it. And as you said, WhatsApp, massive. If you don't have WhatsApp, you're dead in the water. The only problem with WhatsApp is um, WhatsApp doesn't have an open API, so we can't necessarily run campaigns uh, through WhatsApp. But what we do is try and leverage WhatsApp um, for kind of like an offline, an online offline uh, conversation. So when people do respond to our campaigns, they can respond with a WhatsApp message and connect to uh, either a missionary or a church within their community uh, over WhatsApp. So that's kind of how we've integrated WhatsApp at the moment. But oh, we are looking at some cool stuff. So you're talking about uh, around WhatsApp. like WhatsApp is like the follow-up, like you want to know more, you want to talk to us, mm. uh, go to WhatsApp. Yeah. And then instead of it coming to us, like as a ministry, because, you know, we're so, you know, at the end of the day, we're not a local church in the in the sense of like church. You know, we are as in like the big C church, but you know, but we believe in the power of the local church. So we're always looking to connect individuals back to either missionaries or local churches. Um, and you know, so the so what we've seen is that the best way to do that is you know, kind of like one to one through a WhatsApp conversation. So we run the campaigns, we create. Uh, you know, the environment for someone to be able to engage and respond. But that response then is automatically rooted through WhatsApp to a to a local church partner to then kind of continue the conversation. Um, so really just trying to make it a little bit easier for people to, yeah, to connect and chat and, and, and be connected and, and, and follow it up with. Um, but there is some cool stuff. I mean, like we're, we're looking at now, um, you know, you know, one of the biggest issues we have is, you know, we're working in mostly countries that are, you know, Muslim background believers. So it's, you know, getting a Bible to them is quite hard, you know, but, you know, using WhatsApp to send an audio Bible or a file that they can listen to is a great way of kind of like bridging that divide. You know, so that's some of the things we're looking at at the moment is, you know, you know, if someone responds, you know, being able to send them like, you know, Matthew like 1 a as an audio Bible, like a... Yeah. yeah, and they can, and then they can listen to it because um, a lot of the countries we're working in as well, there's high levels of illiteracy, and some it's a oral culture, oral traditions. Oh, so right. you know, being able to send an, an audio book, an audio, you know, be able to send the whole book of Matthew, you know, chapter by chapter audio language. that someone can just listen to. Yeah, and they could save the number as like anything they wanted to, and they could delete the message afterwards. You know, so we're looking around security as well. Um, so there's there's cool ways to kind of embrace it and work around and work around it as well. But um, yeah, we're always, we're always keen to try new things. Like um, I think that's one of the things about CV, you know, we on a very kind of like bread and butter basic level, we're doing, you know, these digital campaigns every single day, but then we full on have like an AI lab in India and, you know, we're looking at machine learning and, you know, augmented reality and all that kind of stuff as well. So we're trying to wow. kind of like keep on top of all emerging and latest technologies, but at the same time, just realizing that ultimately people just need to hear the good news. And the best way to do that is to communicate with them in an environment where they're already gathering. So, you know, whether that's TikTok, Facebook, whatever that is, um, you know, make sure we're there. Interrupting this conversation for a moment with Nick to talk to you about Scripture Untangled. It's a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society. We know that the Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, even hard to believe at times. Scripture Untangled brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to inspire you to dive into the Bible and understand it. Season one will bring you influential voices from across Canada and beyond, sharing both the impact of Scripture 
future in their own lives, as well as how they've honestly wrestled with big and important questions of faith and the contents of scripture. So join us on this journey as we untangle scripture together. You can subscribe and share today. Of course, the link to this episode is in your show notes, but you can also listen to Scripture Untangled right here where you're listening to this podcast. So I love this. I love this conversation. You're speaking my language. Uh, <laughs> if, if we're, you know, people listening, they want to say, okay, I want, I want to be better equipped in this. It sounds like your, mm. your group of people can help me. I don't know anything about AI, yeah. but you can help me figure out how to do something better with my Facebook or Instagram or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have a, like, a, is there a resource we, or a page on your website they should go to, to start, Maybe I'm putting you on the spot, so maybe you don't know what it is. Off the top of your no, head, no, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love it. They're coming to, we'll link it in the show notes. Cool. Well, um, I mean, first place to go would be cvglobal.co, uh, not .com, just .co. We're trying to be fancy. <laughs> um, and then what we've started to do recently is um, we we have a, a platform called CV Resources, which is available on the on the website. Where what we've done is we've taken our full library of like the last ten years of all the content we've produced in multiple languages, and we've put it we've made it available for free online. So ministries can literally go and download any of our content for free and use it on their own social channels. So we're kind of saying to churches, you know, you don't have to produce your own content. We've already got this massive content right. library. Uh, and then we've also we've also launched CV training, which is kind of the training arm of what we're trying to do, where we're putting together, you know, courses where individuals can go through, or churches or life groups could go through, and it's like, you know, how to do social media marketing, how to, you know, make a video with your cell yeah. phone for evangelism. Uh, but on a on a kind of more practical note, I would say the best thing to do would be uh, you need to get hold of me. Or uh, get hold of one of our, our regional teams. Um, you know, I think we have about 35 or 38 offices around the world working in all the major regions. Uh, and a big part of what we want to do, as I said, is like, we're doing the evangelism, but we want to help you to be able to do the evangelism as well. You know, we want to help empower and uplift the local church as well. So, yeah, we have free resources available. They're out there. Um, we also have an app called Yes, He Is. Uh, that's also just a bit of an online community. Of Sorry, can you say that again? What's the app Christians. called? Yes. It's called Yes, yes he, he Is. Yes, He Is. It's Sorry, it was, uh, I yeah. missed that. Yes, yeah. He Is. <laughs> that's all good. Uh, yeah, it's kind of started off as an app, but it's turned into a, a bit of an online community now of Christians just, you know, encouraging each other to share their faith. And it's where we are really driving kind of this mobilization strategy specifically uh, around young adults or teens, youth and young adults, you know, and, looking at how we can equip and empower them to share their their faith in the online space. Um, but yeah, it's all available on our, on our, our, go, our global site. Um, and then, yeah, anyone can contact me. Uh, it's just Nick Parker at cvglobal.co. Amazing. Um, oh, yeah. well, Nick, um, uh, maybe just, can you give a, give people listening like a final encouragement, you know, as you live and breathe this every day, thinking about digital evangelism and other people, this isn't their, you know, their full thing. Can you give, just give a, you know, a, an exhortation or an encouragement to people, <laughs> go do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think the biggest, I think the biggest encouragement we have right now is that, is that, you know, we have the opportunity to reach people with the good news, like never before. Like we can literally, someone could be sitting at home on the couch, you know, and they could see a piece of content that not just CV's running, you're running as a ministry or you, Joe. Like 
you know, they could see that and come into genuine relationship with Jesus. You know, I think if we look back at the greats, you know, the Billy Grahams, the Reinhard Bonkies, the the greats of, you know, when you think about evangelism and crusades, I think, you know, if you had to tell them now, you know, the opportunity that we have available, you know, they would run towards it. So I'd really just like to encourage yeah. everyone, you know, like um, the social media is, you know, it's an extension of who we are. We're all gathering there. We're all using it. We use Google to answer some of life's most difficult questions. Uh, but at the same time, it's equally just an amazing opportunity for us to to reach and engage people. And there's genuine change happening. Lives are being changed. There's amazing uh, responses. And um, yeah, and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. So <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the best part. <laughs> we can do it and start. Yeah, well, free. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Nick, thank you so much. Uh, I hope everyone feels like pumped, encouraged, challenged by a conversation today. And I, I have a feeling everyone's going to want to go and check out the website and find some of these resources. Awesome. Thanks, Awesome. Nick. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely. It's honestly, honestly a pleasure. And as I said, if anyone has questions or, yeah, questions, queries, wants to know more about what we're doing, Please, please reach out. As I said, we we're here to serve to serve you, to serve the local church and yeah, to make Jesus known. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Nick, for that conversation today. Next week on the podcast, we have Elizabeth Woodson. We're talking about discipleship in mega churches. Is that even possible? We're talking about singles in the church. She used to lead singles ministry in a big church in Texas. And we're also talking about embracing the life you have, not just the life you want. So thanks so much to our sponsors, Compassion Canada, amazing people doing justice work and Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society. As always, you can find us on YouTube for tutorials and the back catalog of podcasts, as well as continue this conversation in our Digital Church Facebook group. The links are in the show notes. Can't wait to see you online and we'll see you next week with Elizabeth Woodson. Thanks for listening to the Word Made Digital Podcast with Joanna LaFleur. If you like this content, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Rate it and share this episode with your friends. Head over to wordmadedigital.com for more free tools and helpful content for creatives and communicators. We love helping you communicate the best news in the world. 